Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get on it, we get on it, uh, we get on it. Gentlemen's clubs. Oh. How do you like those? Oh, hey, everybody. Mickey Mouse, no. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. <laughs> Hour two of the Center and the Saints. Uh, if you miss anything from Hour One podcast available, brought to you by Les Schwab Tires at 1080thefan.com. Also, did you know that you can listen to this program through radio.com, the radio.com app? Smart speaker, just say, hey, play 1080 the fan. And it'll go, okay, I can do that for you, bro. And then it'll do it. Uh, the Marshall Thundering Herd. Kicking off against, uh, who are they playing? Eastern something. Some directional school from somewhere. But they're ready to play some football. There's a smattering of fans around. I will say it's probably about 10 times the number of fans that you'd expect to see at, say, the Bahama Bulls uh, of recent history. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're getting ready to kick off. Ooh, now I need to see this. Is it Eastern Kentucky? Who the hell are they playing? College football, though. Get ready to go! Uh, 503-250-1080 is the fan text line. So, I I was just asking Will during the break if we need to get our college football uh, going. Uh Uh, uh, We usually do different opens for college football season. Because we're the tailgate show. We get you ready. We get you ready for college football. We've got the Star Trek one loaded in for hour two. We do the A-team open there. 503-250-1080. 503-250-1080. Uh, what theme song should we do for uh, one of our opens for for college football season or for high school or for not high school, NFL, for, for tailgate season? So uh, 503-250-1080, if there's any uh, theme songs that you want us to build a uh, o- open around. Um, you know, it's interesting. I was listening to a podcast uh, this morning. It is Eastern Kentucky, by the way. I was right. That featured uh, the... San Francisco-based writer Ray Ratto. Do you are you familiar? Mm, I don't with know Ray Ratto. So he wrote about. Um, well, he wrote during the time he's written for a long time for the uh, Golden State Warriors and kind of okay. got some fame when they started getting sure. famous sure. by proxy. But he um, he was talking about how 
he's sick and tired of hearing sports radio and uh, television in pregame uh, tell fans, like, we're getting you ready for something. <laughs> and he was like, like, what the hell are you going to do more to get me ready for this game that I haven't already done? Like, I'm sitting on the couch. I have all the food I need. Like, what the hell are you going to say that's going to make me think, like, oh, now I'm ready to watch this game. I will tell you. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you exactly. I will tell you. Because I'm guilty of it, too. I've totally said it no, no. on hundreds of occasions. Yeah, but, like, but, but, we're getting you ready for this. Yeah, uh, but here's, here's the thing, Mr. Ratto, if you're listening, and I assume you are. Get ready for this. I remember listening to 1080 The Fan off and on before I was a personality on here. One of the reasons that I kind of ducked in and out of it was I would check in on uh, Jason Sikanik. He and I went to high school together. Uh, so I'd be like, oh, let me see what this guy's up to. And, and I, I would kind of tune in. I wasn't quite sure if it was a good thing or a bad thing. I didn't listen all the time. But one day I was driving home and I was listening and they were talking about whatever game was going to be played that night. And then I went to play pickup basketball hmm. uh, and I, whatever the conversation was, I remember he went on some, you know, uh, in-depth breakdown of whatever was going to happen. And he did his full prediction and I get there and there's this guy that I absolutely hated playing basketball with. He was one of those guys that was like six foot six, six foot seven. And he was just kind of a load, and he would smelled bad, smelled awful, yeah. and would just kind of mow people down, and just he just used his size in the lamest kind of way. Mm. And if he was on your team, he was always kind of like just he's out of position. It wasn't where he needed to be. But if he was on the opposite team, he'd just run you over. Yeah, he's Paul Millsap. Perfect. Yeah. So Paul Millsap is there, and he does the uh, thing where the game comes up, and he just spews exactly what Sukanik said on the show. Like word for word goes into it. And he just, and he's like waiting for like the reaction, like what's up now guys, I know my stuff. And I'm go, I go, yeah, idiot. I listened to that too. And, and then he, and he just looked at me and went, Oh crap. But there's people that just, they literally listen to the show and then go to their buddies and spout exactly what they heard. So they're ready to talk about the Warriors game because they listened to whatever the dude said on sports radio. People listen to you and I yeah. and then regurgitate that crap to their friends. I hope not. And present it as their own ideas. Yeah, I don't they think do. that's the case. They do. I don't think we have very dude, original ideas. Listen, there's somebody right now that's going, dude, I'd rather go to Mars than the moon because it has trees. Fact. Somebody's going to do that. Actually, not fact. The Martian trees are actually dark uh, basaltic sand pushed up to the surface of sand dunes by sun-heated solid carbon dioxide ice or dry ice, and it is uh, direct turned directly into vapor uh, explained by uh, some NASA scientist. So they're not trees. Ah. They're sand. You they're call sand. them vapor ice sand mounds. I call yeah. them trees. Nah, yeah. Well, they're, they're nicknamed trees. Yeah, they're, they're not, trees. Yeah, they're not, they're not trees. Come on, it's a tree. It's Come cool. On. It is cool. Would you give this to me? The pictures are cool. No. But what I'm saying is, like, when we say that, when we say that phrase, you and I, we're getting you ready for X. Like, getting you ready for high school football. That's we're right. We're getting you ready. We're getting you ready for intramural softball. Yeah. We're getting you ready for the biggest ultimate Frisbee tournament of the year. Let's I think, do it. I think we should start adding... Two, we're getting you ready, not for the game, yeah, but to talk with your buddies, yeah, 
Because that's what I'm trying to nail down the point here. Is that like, there's nothing Tony Romo's going to do to get me more ready to watch the Broncos take on the Chargers. Uh, I will disagree. I got, I got uh, it all. Nope. I'm good. Nope. I don't need to hear from Tony. I like to hear from Tony. It's nice. It it, it, it kind of sets the mood for the game. It doesn't really get me ready, though. Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz. Remember Victor Cruz? I do. Do you remember why he used to do the uh, little salsa dance? Uh, his mom, right? Yeah. Do you know how you know that? Pre-game. Internet. Dude, no, man. No, you don't. I think Dude, you know they that in-game. Set going into the, the going They tell in, you that in-game. No, going to the Giants Super Bowl. Going into the Giants Super Bowl, they did this big... Victor Cruz was like the most popular guy on those Giants teams because he had that story, and they did the big in-depth, touchy-feely, pre-Super Bowl thing that had his mom on, and that, and after that, then he got the Campbell Soup commercial with his mom. Mm. He got the whole thing. The salsa dance became the biggest thing. You know how you knew that? Because they got you ready to watch the Super Bowl. They do two weeks of that crap, and you pick up something. Victor Cruz, they got you ready to watch him do the salsa dance, and you were waiting for him to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl, so he'd do the thing because it's Bob. Yeah, I, Dude, I don't know, I'm man. Telling you, man they give you, I don't know. They give you crap like that all the time. Maybe that's just me. Jay Glazer telling you, oh, you better watch out. Uh, so-and-so's got a sore hamstring. I know it. I train with him. You're like, thanks, Glazer. Now I'm ready to watch to see if uh, Tyler Lockett's two steps slower today. See, here's it the thing, does, though. man. It gets you ready. I, I know, but you're living in and, the past. No, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. It gets ready to bet on the games, too. What do you do when you watch games? Well, first thing I do, take off my pants. Okay. Yeah. Give him. <laughs> yeah. And then... Uh, and then I pull uh, pull a big bag of jerky out, uh, right. pour a pour a triple whiskey. Okay, I did say the game, not porn. Oh, what? Who eats beef jerky? Well, they no beef jerky is not a porn food. Come on, that's like Cheetos. Anyways, uh, yeah, get the beef jerky, get the whiskey, yeah, uh, get the game on, uh, and then uh, and then I make sure the family's uh, you know. Uh, Occupied with something else so they don't bug me. I will say that probably 65% of people do not do what you just described. Not exactly, but just even relatively. 65% of people that watch sports are on Twitter at the same time. No, dude, no way. 65%? Oh, yes, my friend. Those people are terrible. There's no way. 65% of people are terrible. (laughs) Well, that's actually. Dude, that's that's how people watch sports. No. Oh, it totally no, is. Well, Hence my argument of the getting ready thing. There's nothing that a pregame, uh, you know, announcer or show could do to get me ready that won't get me ready as I scroll through Twitter before the game and search hashtags and team accounts. How That's much- what people do. That's how literally that is how the NBA functions to get younger viewers is they are so effing active on Twitter that. In certain respects, you don't even really have to watch the game. You just comment on it. Uh, well, only 7% of Americans are using Twitter. 7% of Americans are using Twitter. Okay. 7. Not 65. It's nowhere near 65. So let's now do some more math. Okay. What's 7% of Americans? Beg your pardon? Uh, it's, it's 17 million. 17 million. That's what it says here. Okay, so 17 million people are on Twitter. Yep. What percentage of that do you think are sports fans? Are sports fans. Or racists? Or, or both. <laughs> both. 
Um, how many? Ooh, what percent of Americans are sports fans? Got to be a lot. That are on Twitter. Wait, what? So you said seven percent? Seven percent of Americans are on Twitter. That's equaled out to roughly seventeen million. Sure. Yep. Right. Yep. Of that seventeen million, how many do you think are sports fans? Ooh, half. More than half. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not one of those Americans that actively. I know you're not. That's why we're talking about this. I would say let's go with 10 million. Okay. Easily 10 million. Okay. So you think that out of the 10 million, roughly 10 million people that are on Twitter that also enjoy sports, you think that that's not possible that most of them who are watching aren't on Twitter? 24% of Americans say that they are avid, avid avid sports fans 40 percent casual only 36 percent say they are not sports so now fans that's 24 percent of americans right yes okay what's 24 percent of americans what what's the number of that it's it, i don't know uh 60 million 60 million sure. so of that 60 million that could be part of the 17 million that we talked about you that said 65 percent are on twitter yes no <laughs> 65 of these 17 million are probably on Twitter while watching sports. 65%. Yes. Of these 60 million are on Twitter. Um, even though okay, we have- we're getting the, we're getting this math horribly mixed up. What I'm trying to tell you is yes, the way you watch sports is very old. The way young people watch sports okay, is watching sports with Twitter. Young people. Yes. We're still getting people ready. <laughs> Why are you so mad about that? It's because, our job. Because this do. is literally, I, I'm not mad oh, about that. Oh, big sack by Marshall. That was a sick sack. And Marshall's up 7 uh, nothing on Eastern Kentucky. I'm not mad at that. Okay. What I am mad at is Maybe basically. No, You're mad just that like, I'm getting old? We all get old. No, 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 no. Not all of us can it's be the spitting in the face of what younger people do as you are older. No, well, listen. And you and two other people at this station are super guilty of it. And it just makes you look more decrepit. You said 65%. All I said is that number is way off. There's not as many people doing that. And go on Twitter and see how much commentary is around the pregame show. They're still watching the pregame show. They're still interacting it's with moments, other media while they do it. It it's is. moments. I understand that. But there's do you also- ever see on the trending no. uh, on the trending feed, like, pregame? No. Do you know how I... You fa- know what, one thing that was trending last night from the Rockets and uh, Lakers game? LeBron dunking over Westbrook. Yes. That thing went insane. Do you know how I saw about Lee Corso's uh, cardboard cutouts? You were watching TV. No. I actually. I literally watched you as you were watching it. I understand. I turned it back on. That reminded me to talk about it, but I knew about it before the show. Even had it in my notes because somebody put it on Twitter. And then you have all of these little uh, article guys that write out you know, the, the articles. They do the quick, uh, the the for the wins. The yes, big, that's the big, journalism. The big lead. No, it's not anymore. It's journalism. No, it's headline writing. They're journalists. It, yes. They write a headline. They write a paragraph. And you know what they do? They put up a tweet. Embed, embed, embed. They do. They embed a bunch of tweets. So then what I got was for the win had, hey, look, Lee Corsa's got a sweet set built. And then somebody wrote a paragraph. And then somebody posted it on Twitter. And that's how I saw it. And that's why, again, I don't need Twitter. Because everything on Twitter will eventually get back to me if it's worthwhile. I don't have to do any of the sifting. That's mm. how I interact with oh, the, the media. What? Ugh. You didn't know about Corso's cutouts, Mr. Yes, Twitter? I did. I watched it in the reflection of your TV. <laughs> my eyes. My big blue eyes. Uh, yeah. Look, can we just get people ready for the NBA? <laughs> 
I just want to get people ready. You want to do NBA or you want to do pro football? We'll do NBA, then we'll do pro football. That's how we're going to do the uh, the next things on the thing. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saints. It's 1080 The Fan. Will, Will still fired up in the break talking about how people watch their football games, wondering if people drop stats that they learn in the pregame. I've seen people do it, but I hang out with older people than you. Uh, you know how I like to watch football games, and and this I'm not it's I'm not, jerky. I know. No, I'm not saying this to to you know pump myself up, but I like to do the Tony Romo thing. Dude, they're gonna run it right here. They're they're running, uh, your they're predictor running. guy. Yeah, I, I, I do that. That happens. Yeah, yeah. That's I how, do that too. And I I can't help but do it. And uh, I remember one game when I was watching uh, a game over at a buddy's house, and I was just on. Like I just I just kept getting it right. And there's a couple guys that Boom. I that I don't normally hang out with that happen to be there watching the game. And they're like, dude, Anderson, he's on. Well, that's why he's got a sports radio show. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm so smart. So there are that. Like, dude, because I'm wrong a lot. Just one day, it just happened to be like, I just knew. I was like, watch this coming. And then you, and then every time I'd make a comment, it was like right before the broadcasters. It doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes I'm just an idiot, but every once in a while you get it right. It kind of it's, that's that's the way I comment on the games. But there's I know I know stat bringing up stats from early in the week guy. Oh, I heard that this dude does a salsa dance because of his mom. So I think he brings up a good point though that like there's different types of football watchers. Of course, dude. Like TV, by the way, because yeah. live it's a whole other animal. Dude, there's there, but there's like uh, there's like. It's baseball, but like there's keep the scorebook guy at baseball oh. games. There's there's uh, at football games. There's like guy listening to the AM broadcast yeah. of the game. I love that guy. guy. There's dude. The the one that I don't understand is like, are you uh, familiar with the Sea uh, Hulk? Who's that? The guy that paints himself green for the Seahawk games. Oh, what is it? Shows oh, isn't up in the that Mr. and Mrs. Hawk? No, no, that's another guy. Oh. But Seahulk is like a dude that shows up, paints himself green, gets no. all muscled out. No. But yeah, there's like, but the, the dress up to go to an NFL game guy. Yeah. It's another one. Yeah. Dude, I have a hard, like, it's just, but yeah, the, the, the different types of fans, they all fit, man. That's why we have jobs here is because people love sports. They love talking about it. They love, I, the people like this show. I mean, see, what the hell? There's different types of sports shit fans out there for sure. Um, see, the thing that, like, the thing I kind of, um, the thing I kind of do with games, because I think that a lot of people might assume that um, the guys that talk here are more like you when they watch games, which is I'm going to analyze shit and our stuff. Whoops. Where's that <laughs> button? You might want to hit that as quick as you can. Uh, I just dumped it. Yeah, good Hopefully. call. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, but it's more like the guys that are like you who like talk about, um, who talk about, you know, analyzing plays and like yeah. predicting stuff. Right. Yeah. yeah I watch, I, I, I very much am in the moment of watching. Right. The game. And yeah. so I think a lot of people might interpret that that's how all the guys are here. It's like, they'll watch a game and they're just like, Oh, coming up here. Or like, Oh, you see like, you know, X percent of time he does this. And it's like, I'm not like that at all where I was telling you, like I'm the most re- reactionary guy when it comes to yeah. watching any game. Like if something cool happens, I'm like, Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like analyze after sure. and I don't like try to predict it. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, what are they going to do? Well, like, but, but, think, but there's fantasy football guy, man, that knows everything about his players and doesn't recognize anybody else. So like couldn't name a defensive player, but knows every offensive guy and his full stat list. And it's just, it's, 
there's so many different ways to watch it. But my sister is one of those people that is like super Seahawk fan, but not super football fan. You know what I mean? Like doesn't doesn't necessarily understand like a ton about the strategy of football or the you know the the rest of the league, but man, she knows everything about all of the Seahawks. Doesn't necessarily know how it fits with the team, but she knows all the all the backstories for all the players and everything. She's got the Seahawks shoes, mm. socks, pants, shirt, jacket, hair clip, everything for the game day. Wings. Like I have a cousin that I'm not kidding. He'll show up wearing his receiver gloves if there's a Seahawks game. Oh, on. really, dude? Like, never are you guys, do you guys toss the ball around at least? No, God, no. I don't. Uh, think, I, he never played football. Oh, like he's yeah, man. and uh. he he married into the family, but his 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 wife, my cousin, is she's she dressed to the nines. Yeah. Their kids always wearing Seahawks stuff. Wait, now this is like watching at your house. I don't. Watch or a lot someone's of games, house. Like when we would go to grandma's house, if there was okay. a Seahawks yeah, game yeah, on, yeah. they would show up. See, yeah. now the only time I think that's acceptable is if we're like we're going to the game. But to wear the receiver gloves to yeah, the game? That's totally fine. That's if you're cool. gonna, but if you're gonna like tailgate, like throw the ball around, like I think yeah. that's kind of cool in a way. Okay. But like if you go to someone's house, how weird is that? You go to someone's house. What's up? Yeah, and your friend comes over with the receiver <laughs> gloves, and you did not talk at all about throwing the ball around during the game. And that's kind of weird. I wouldn't say anything yeah. about the time. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be like, why are you wearing those? Yeah. I would just in the back of my head, I'd be like, what? What? Why? Yeah. Why uh, are you doing that? I don't. I do. I not. don't know. I, and I don't mean to disparage people that are super fans because it is. It's a great thing to be yeah. a huge fan of a sport. But there's some things that fans do that I'm just kind of like, why are you? Do yeah. Why do Bills fans jump off of structures and <laughs> crash into tables? Well, they, I don't get it. Dude, the NFL, and, and you can talk about all the reasons the NFL is great from the product that they put out there. But one of the best things that the NFL that I don't think people talk about enough, and we've kind of stumbled on it here, is that there's so many different ways to be an NFL fan. There just are. And there's guys that are NFL fans. In, when I lived in Vegas, I bartended, I waited tables. You'd ask somebody, it's like, all right, well, uh, who's who's your team? And Vegas at the time, of course, did not have a team. They're getting mm. the Raiders this year. Who's your team? And you know what the response is from a Vegas native? What's the line? You know, there's there's people that purely from a gambling standpoint. Gambling it's, guy. It's the But it's the easiest. It is the easiest sport to bet on. It's just it's just custom made for it. Uh, Al Michaels is always very good at slipping in his commentary without making it obvious because the networks didn't want him to do that for a very long time. But you know he just he just slide in the the gambling yeah, references. Yeah, if somebody if somebody scores late, he's yeah. like, oh, that's gonna make some fans real happy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But he, but he's always been very clever about the way that he does it. It's a really easy sport to bet on. I know friends. We've had them in here that have been in fantasy football leagues for 35, 40 years that have been doing it forever. There's people that just like touting their team's colors. There's people that. I just I grew up playing you know football and I I really enjoyed it and I can just sit down and watch any NFL game and you know it's going to come down to a few plays here and there and I don't I don't need a whole lot more to enjoy the NFL other than just the game, uh, but there's just a ton of ways to yeah, take it in that, and enjoy it and that's kind of how I am too and uh, you know there's people on the text line also five zero three two five zero ten eighty so you know there's there's one guy saying out that you know we always yell out the plays and the coverages. Um, and, like, I think that kind of stuff is cool. It's just, like, I think from my own experience, and maybe it's the fact that, like, I played football for most of my young life. Yep. And now I finally kind of get a chance to get away from 
the whole idea of like preparing for it or anything like that. So it's like now I'm just, I'm completely reactionary to anything that happens. I'm just, "Ah, yeah, 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 I don't. I, I'm not like, oh, God, the cover two there. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's wow. guys that want to watch the All-22 yeah. and get into the check, thing. Check out check out the battle that's going on at the top of the screen between the uh, the receiver there and that uh, corner. I've been watching it all game. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what if, what I would like to do. I think it would be fun to sit down and watch a game with uh, Souk and Cam at the same time. Uh, yeah. Well, but talking with them about pro football is 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 interesting because they both come at it from a very different angle and what they watch for because I've, I've done shows with them both in season but the way they look at the game is different and that that is part of the cool thing about tuning into this station and getting ready for the game is that is that it's cool to hear different perspectives and the way that isaac plays off with Suk is one of the best things about that show is because Isaac comes at it from an everyman perspective and Suk's a guy that played in the league. You know, Cam's what? a guy that played uh, yeah. was very successful in the league. And I always love sitting across from him and just going, okay, I got a question for you. Cause I was watching this. I don't really know, but dude, the individual battles in football games are, are great and you don't always see them, but you know, they sit, you know, Cam sits there and just watches a tight end position and goes, yeah. George Kittle, George Kittle. I love George Kittle. I, I guess it's just kind of what do you get out of watching sports? Everybody gets and that's not man. that's that's not a um, that's not a, a real question. Yeah, like oh, I don't see it. It's more like really, what, what do you get out of watching sports? Yeah, and I think you know, like we've talked about, some people it's and I guess that's why I look at gambling and kind of sneer at it because I'm like, yeah. dude, if that's what you get out of sports, it's just like how much money you can make. You're kind of losing the point. Yeah, but it's it's just proven that you were right. Just going, I I knew something that everybody else well, did. I think it's more than that. Well, it's, I mean, if you're throwing serious cash at something, like, yeah, but, I don't but, think but, it's about being right. I think it's about making money. Yeah, but you watch watch the pros, watch the pros in the way that they guess. There's there. Here's the other thing about gambling is there's a lot of different layers to it. I've got a buddy that works at a sports book in Vegas and like the top guys, man, they all have a system and that is their job, but it is a job. I mean, they, they put tons of, it's not supposed to be, I trust me though it it is. Um, you ever watch a game, uh, an NFL game with somebody that's never watched football? Um, well, you mean that like, doesn't just doesn't. Yeah. Like, yeah, does it. Yeah. My wife. Yeah. (laughs) But has she gotten into football at all? Uh, yeah, she does. Okay. And I mean, obviously, it's more like college, like Oregon State, because sure. of the whole alumni thing. But but it's a pretty fun experience. It's a it's a, it's a g- great game to watch. But yeah, if you yeah. ever get the opportunity to sit down, uh, my my wife's family is not big sports fans, but there's been a couple you know big games on where I'm like I'm watching this, and and you get a close game at the end, it draws everybody in, mm. and then you end up teaching them about the game because you have all these questions flying at you. That's a pretty fun experience too. So, mm. anyways, we've we've beat this to death. Let's talk some NBA. We'll do it next. First sports. <laughs> been avoiding it all show we've been teasing it all show but let's talk some nba yeah shall we real quick shout out dustin just shot a 79 plus two on the back nine out at wildwood bro nice job come on you got more from that's oh well wait that's good yeah <laughs> there you go well done uh i also wanted to read this one text because uh the one thing that we kind of missed on the fan uh conversation there the uh, nfl fan 
Uh, somebody says, it gave me and my dad something we could uh, do together that we both loved. We're very different people and didn't see eye to eye very often. But once the Seahawks game kicked off, we were 100% on the same page just for a few hours. So another very cool thing. You forget about all the generations of yeah. fans that have and been again, out there. That's, I think, why we talked about it was just that, like, you know, the question of, like, why do you watch sports? Shouldn't It's not rhetorical. It's more like, really, like. It can be yeah, any what answer. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a very very cool thing. So um, NBA, the bubble has been a rousing success. Um, we've seen uh, some epic performances from individual players. You got a, a couple really great series, Oklahoma City and the Rockets. I thought were uh, very entertaining. Chris Paul almost pulled it off. The ending may be a little controversial. What has uh, been your favorite off moment of the bubble so far? Not like the play, but like the, uh, like all the kind of picadillos about the bubble, like, you know, digital fans or, you know, what you know, it was really nice, uh, the other day and this actually brings up kind of a sore spot that was brought up the other day, but, um, just seeing, uh, the families there was actually really nice. I thought that was kind of a cool moment now that the families are allowed in there, all the kids and the, the wives around wearing masks and stuff and the kids kind of running around on the side. It just, it was a really cool moment. Uh, but it brought up something that I saw this morning. Mike Malone is, uh, pissed. Coaches aren't allowed to have family members in the referees get one friend or family that they can bring in. Uh, but none of the staffers for the NBA teams can have somebody in that includes the head coaches are not allowed to have families in. So I think that that's, a, that's the biggest miss that I've seen so far, but um, the it, mine's Carol calling Luka Doncic a B ass white oh. boy. <laughs> so great. And the fact that like, <sighs> and the fact that like there was so much of the sports, him. Yeah, I know so much of the sports media was like outraged. It yeah. was like, Oh, come on. We have all of the uh, Black Lives Matter uh, mottos on the back. The Black Lives Matter is on the court. You yes. have the the protest, but then he calls him a white boy. And it just blows up, and everybody had to go and decide where we should be as a society on that. And Let me tell you just, something. As a white man, I yeah. found that funny. <laughs> so I found it <laughs> hilarious. Well, but even the better part was that Doncic came out and just he basically won a game by himself. Porzingis is out. Yeah. He gets a game winner, the whole thing. So, um, yeah, the retort on that was pretty fantastic. I will say one of the, the most entertaining series was the the Utah Jazz playing against the, the Nuggets. But I thought the funniest thing around that whole series was that everybody was trying to crown Donovan Mitchell or uh, Jamal Murray as the next great guard. Yeah. Guard in the NBA. Yeah. And the the whole comparison to Jordan and Iverson and da 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 da. And then it ended with an 80 78 game where yeah. nobody could score because both teams were just so dead. It was 80 to 78. The guys had been scoring 50 points every other game the entire series. One of the two guys would score 50 and they couldn't even get to 80. <laughs> And I've also noticed something that in this bubble from the commentary that there've been a lot of dudes on ESPN and people on Twitter who have been like, they've been playing the anointing game a lot. They have, they have Cause exactly what you were just saying. Yeah. Like, Oh, you know, it's the next Iverson yeah. Jordan kind of thing. It was the same thing with Luka Doncic well, they which, did it with, with, with Lillard in the, the run up to the actual playoffs, yeah. the, the eight game play-ins. Yeah. And you know, it was the same thing with Doncic, which, again, I see the comparisons, though I would not compare him to him yet, uh, was the Larry Bird stuff. Yeah. Was saying, like, Luka Doncic is the next Larry Bird. He, you know, he is what Larry Bird was. But, and it's like, okay, first of all, there were two people in that generation. Yeah. 
one was Larry Bird, who was white. One was Magic Johnson, who was black. Very regularly, people will associate the white guy who's good with Larry yeah, Bird. Yeah, of course, always. Yeah, yeah. yeah, always. But I will say in this case, it does kind of work because he does <laughs> kind of look like Larry Bird out there. But, you know, it feels like just because there was such this, uh, you know, absence of basketball for a while, and then, you know, all of a sudden we got it back in this awesome way, the people are just kind of throwing out these grandiose statements yeah. like that. And I think... Uh, you know, one of the worst, obviously, was the one you just said. I, I thought it was ridiculous that people were comparing Donovan Mitchell to that because I was like, yeah. I mean, he's really good, but no. They they had they had Donovan Mitchell as the next great player until the next night when Jamal Murray won the game in the exact same fashion. And then two days later, it was Jamal Murray is the next one. I mean, I was on primetime and we did the stock watch and it was it. <laughs> Mike's question was. Who's the next great guy? Dude, why can't they both be good? Why can't they? And you know what I would sign up for is they can play every year. And what I would like to see is the win against the Blazers because I think the Blazers fit in that exact same mold where they've got a great guy, Damian Lillard, who's a little bit older than those guys, but and not so much the Nuggets. Really? Uh, the Nuggets series was amazing last year. Well, but yeah, if we're comparing team-wise, Nikola Jokic is his own thing. He is. He is. But, but yeah, I mean, the play, uh, Nurkic is, eh. I mean, he's good, but dude, come on, dude. That series last year, Nurkic wasn't in it, but the series, I would watch the Blazers Nuggets series from last year again every year. But you take the Jazz and the Nuggets and the, the Blazers, I think they're all in that same spot mm. where they're all going to kind of churn around and nobody's ever going to get ahead of the Lakers or the Clippers or the Warriors or whatever, unless they make a big move. The The Nuggets might be the most interesting one because if they can get a third yeah. piece with Jokic and Murray, they ha might have the best opportunity to do that. And see, I believe that they don't even really need that. I think they just need to play the waiting game. Maybe. I, I, I think Maybe. the Lakers are kind of catching fire right now, even though they did lose to Houston last night. Uh, come on. <laughs> we know Houston will blow it. I Yes, that's it, very easy. It's kind of what they do. Uh, yeah, that's their thing. Um, Will you be disappointed if you don't get Lakers Clippers? Uh, no, not really, because okay. I think the, mo the most interesting part of the playoffs so far is really what's going on in the East. Really? I, oh, oh, my my gosh, the, yes, Miami the Miami Heat. Heat. I mean, yeah. the Miami Heat are a team that throughout this NBA season were kind of like those middle-of-the-road Eastern Conference teams where you didn't really take them too seriously because sure. they're middle-of-the-road Eastern Conference teams. Among that group, Indiana Pacers, uh, the Toronto Raptors at times, Sixers, late. Sixers, and uh, would you put Boston in there, or you have them a little better? Uh, well, the reason I don't put Boston is there because I think Boston's probably going to go to the Eastern Conference Finals, yeah. and they might be the team that comes out. There is no way the Bucks are coming back from 03. No, I don't. I don't, now, I don't expect that. Well, but the, there's a lot of talk going on out there of people like this is going to be the time it'll happen because uh. obviously nobody's come back from 03, but they're like. Look, it's the bubble. Nobody has home court advantage. Yeah. That's the main reason people go down 03 is because you have to keep going back to the home court and you lose. Like they're saying, this is the opportunity to see that streak broken. I don't think it's going to happen because all the Heat have to do, again, is win one game. That's it. Yeah, well, and I, I, I'm with you there. I wonder if this is more the Bucks being bad or the Heat being good, and that's where – a series with Boston will kind of prove that out. And if the Miami Heat can, if that Miami Heat can make it to the NBA Finals, I mean, I don't know what they do against any of these Western Conference teams, but that would be a very cool story to see. And I mean, have it suck? Would it? I don't know, because they're playing the Lakers. Yeah, that would suck. The Heat are good. 
but they're not that you're good. You're giving Boston a chance to, to oh, beat yes. the Lakers? Boston has two. Uh, Three, Boston four has stars. more. Yeah, I, I mean, Boston has more stars. And I've always kind of subscribed to the whole theory with the NBA Finals in that stars win. Yeah. They just do. Yep. Um, you, you never really see a team w- that wins that's like it's the team effort. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't the Raptors last year. It was we got Kawhi Leonard and all of a sudden we won the NBA finals. You can keep going back. Mm. And most every single NBA finals that have been won in the last 15 years goes to the team that has the best player in the league at that point in time yeah but we also make them the best player because they won the championship but you need a star not necessarily the only uh the only outlier i can think of are the dallas mavericks because dirt nowitzki wasn't the best player that year no he wasn't he just wasn't lebron james was lebron james was probably the best player of the past three decades during (laughs) that time period go look at lebron james highlight film and stats from 2012 and your mind will explode no he's yeah it was insane so what i'm saying is that like any other time before that I don't know. I mean, there is something also to be made, I guess, because now I'm trying to contradict myself with this. You could make that case with the uh, Spurs. Yeah. Because during that time, Kobe Bryant was most likely the best player in the league. Um, Yeah. LeBron James after that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not buying that argument necessarily that the best player always wins. And the text line rightfully so giving me the 2014 Spurs. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So you can shut up. Um, But, (laughs) but you tried. So uh, that's a for effort. Um, But yes, I think the NBA bubble has been uh, a rousing success and I'm excited Uh, to continue watching. I'm going to miss the games this weekend because we're going to go camping, but um, uh, it'll be interesting to see. How many times do you go camping? Uh, I swear you go camping like five times a year. Haven't you had enough of the outdoors? This will be, I think the fourth. You've, this is the fourth time fourth you've time. camping this year? Yeah. Yeah. The reason I'm frustrated is because you do this, and then I have to find a replacement. No, but I'm here this time. I know you it's are, but still. Weekend. I showed up this time. I, and you know what? My wife was like, uh, you don't have to do the show, do you? And I'm like, no, I'll do the show. Because I knew I've been skipping a lot. I think I yes. skipped three for camping with you already. And I'll probably skip one in November. I go, literally don't know anyone go that goes hunting. camping more than I'm gonna, you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get it planned up for hunting camp in uh, November, too. So we've got another one. <laughs> oh, yeah, buddy. I'll be camping in the snow, hopefully. Find a nice high elevation point. Why don't you just go Set live up the out army there? tent. You know, my dad will live up there for, for winter. My, my father lives in the woods from mid-September till uh, mid-November. He will live in the woods, and we might see him twice outside of the woods. So if you want to hang out with my dad in the winter, which I don't know that all of the people listening would want to do that, but I have, uh, you know. Well, you can't do it. Well, I have desire to go hang out with my father, but maybe everybody else does Well, what are you going to do with your family? Are you just going to raise your twins in the wild? No, no, I'm not going to go for the whole time. If I want to see him in that period, then I go up to the woods. Why don't you just take a tie line with you, and you can do the show from there? Because I can barely get cell signal. Uh, it's deep in the woods. I always thought that would be fun to do that. Yeah. To like have one of the yeah. hosts like do like a like a call of the wild thing. <laughs> For sure. I'll I mean, I, you're you're poking the hole in it, which is you don't get cell service. But like, yeah. if you could, you know, there, there are places where you can. You can go up to the top of the mountain. Just usually. But I mean, like, throw them in the remotest of remote, and then like you just know, track like how they're doing along the you way. You know what the truth? The truth is, I'll bet you we could for for hunting camp. We usually hunting. We usually camp on the top mm. of the mountain in the winter. At least we did the last time. Uh, we might be able to put it somewhere where we can get a signal. Usually for for summer closer to the bottom of the canyon where you get zero signal so you can do some fishing. 
I'm going to catch some rainbow trout this weekend. I'm going to grill my bread there while we're camping. It's going to be great. Let's go out to Luke. Luke, uh, how long before you run out of food? Uh, hey, listen, the uh, nature provides. There's uh, huckleberries in season, and we've got uh, some rainbow trout on. We've got them on the grill. And uh, I think I'm being hunted. Yeah, I got plenty of uh, lemon pepper. Uh, bear just poked me in the leg. That was weird. But, uh, yeah, we're good. Uh, all right, so I don't know why my voice changes if I go to the woods, but there we are. So what we're going to do is we're going to tell you what to watch. It's a segment we call What to Watch. It's next, Sinner and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore Showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. Are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint. On 1080 The Fan. This week there will be nfl football played thursday the texans and their uh new 40 million dollar contract quarterback four years 160 million dollars for deshaun watson uh and the texans will take on uh pat mahomes and the kansas city chiefs um what are you watching for from the nfl games from I don't know, a visual perspective. There's not going to be fans uh, that I know of at this game, but I could be wrong about that. Some uh, some stadiums have announced, I think only Miami has said that they're going to have fans in the stadium for week one. Um, but I don't even know if they host a game on, in week one. But they, when I was looking at the list, I only think Miami, Miami was going to have fans in the NFL. Um, but what are you looking for from the players? Anything as far as social justice protesting? What are you watching for pre-game with the NFL to get ready to for get football. me ready. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know, I don't know. I, I think the NFL is kind of a, a different case than what we had when we were trying to kind of predict what the NBA will look like in the bubble in that the NBA all of a sudden just had to stop. Yeah. And then they started again. And that's kind of weird. And you kind of, and, and much to my delight, you didn't really see too many injuries, which I fully expected with the NBA. I thought yeah. a slew of dudes would get uh, hurt. Zach Collins got hurt. Uh, Damian Lillard got hurt twice. Um, uh, that was towards the end, CJ though. had a broken back. What I was looking for was literally that first week where yeah. you would just see yeah, like yeah. all these A slew these of ACLs And that was, the, um, that was the issue during the last lockout that they had, that like yeah. all these guys in the first like 20 games got hurt. But like... I don't know. With the NFL, it's not so much that because, you know, people get hurt all the time in the NFL. Well, and, the this, NFL. Yeah. and this is the normal timeline. They, yeah, they weren't too far off timeline. of it. So there's really not that much to kind of look forward to than what's not out of the ordinary. Now, yeah. I am also questioning, are they doing that thing with the face protectors and the mouth protectors? 
Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that. The visor thing, because we are yeah. watching the Marshall game, and it looks like they are not, in fact, doing that. Nope. Just they're playing, and some dudes have visors. Just like don't. normal. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I mean, safety precautions, that's also something that you want to probably take a look at and see, you know, uh, I hate to bring tennis back into it, <laughs> but, like, tennis, the one kind of thing with uh, how they changed with COVID was that they don't have towel people anymore. They only have a ball. Wait, they had towel people? Yeah. Like people that were towels or no. towels that were people? People that, like, their one job was to oh, give the player that's... their towel when they were sweating. I was thinking, like, towel-y from uh, South Park. No, in fact, oh. that's not the case. Oh, bummer. Um, so with the NFL, the one thing I'm kind of looking at is, like, what are the little wrinkles in-game that they have um, to prevent spread of COVID sure. or to be protected? And I don't honestly know. I mean... <laughs> I don't know what they'll do. Well, there's going to be a lot to, to watch there for sure. It'll be interesting to see, but the NFL is back this week. So next week we'll have a ton of NFL on the show, which I am, I'm excited for. I, I hope that, uh, you know, they can make this, uh, this work. I hope college football can make it work too. I know it's not, uh, you know, the PAC 12 won't be, won't be on for a while uh, if at all, but, uh, but I hope, I hope that they can make this whole thing work. I, I don't wish anybody ill for taking risks that I probably wouldn't have taken. Can I ask you this? Sure. Yeah. So well, I don't we, know. What is it? We did not uh, cover a, I guess, big story this week, the whole Pac-12 testing program. Yeah, but we don't know anything about it. Okay. <laughs> My question, does hearing that news make you more eager to watch Pac-12 football? No. I mean, I think... I'm hence, hence why when it came out, I went... Okay. Well, I was, you know, my I, thought was good. They're, they're, they're oh, yeah. I just good. literally was yeah. like, okay. Yeah. It, it came out on Thursday. I was on prime yeah. time and I was like, okay, cool. Like, it's not gonna, it's a good step forward. It's did a good hear, step did forward. Did you hear the story at uh, University of Arizona? That one I found far more interesting. What's that? So they're testing the wastewater from dorms to, for COVID. So what they, oh, the whole toilet theory. Yeah, so well, what they did was they, they take the wastewater from the dorms and they test it, and one of the dorms tested positive for COVID. So they went and tested 139 students that were in that dorm. They found two that were positive. They removed them from the rest of the population. They thwarted a, a massive spread opportunity, and they took those two kids, they put them in quarantine, and uh, nobody else has gotten it. So that, I thought, was uh, a very smart idea and was very cool. That's tight. So, yeah, I mean, the Pac-12 seems to be taking steps to come back as safely as possible. The good news, the best news from the Pac-12 this week was Larry Scott said that him and Kevin Warren are in lockstep uh, and in conversation about trying to start the season in lockstep, which means the Big Ten and the Pac-12 want to start on at the same time. So that gives you at least some possibility of a postseason, even if they don't get into the college football playoff timeline. And, and real quick, are there students on campus? Well, God, no, they're not going to. Are there oh. students on campus at all these schools that are playing? Well, yeah. So wait a minute. I didn't say. I don't, wait, I didn't, I don't get I, it. I, didn't these, say what, I don't know what the timeline are is. Are these student athletes? Shut up. You know well, they're wait, not. I, I don't. Yeah, I know. You do the same. But wait, thing. there's no students on campus. Yeah. Go watch I don't Alex, get it. Go watch Alex Smith E60, and then we'll see if he actually plays football. That's what we'll watch this week. All right, everybody, have a wonderful Labor Day weekend. Uh, be safe out there. Uh, have a great time. Uh, for now, we are done. We'll be back next week. Everybody, have a good one. Bye bye. So confused. You're always confused. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 